Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Chaotic Sports Podcast, a sports and mental health podcast right here on the grid. I'm your host, Patrick L. Brown, and we've got a great show for you tonight. So sit back, relax, grab your beverage, and let's get chaotic. Roll the credits, please. And welcome back to Chaotic, a sports mental health podcast exclusively on the grid. I'm your host and content creator, Patrick L. Brown. And if you're a first-time listener on the podcast stream, I greatly appreciate it. If you're new to the Grid Network on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tonight, we've got a very in-depth episode on the state of NFL black head coaches. Yes. Tonight, we will be discussing where are the black head coaches and why are there so few of them. This is going to be a little bit of emotional for me as I break this down. We're going to dive into it head first. So let's just get the show started. If you look across the landscape of the National Football League, How many black head coaches do you see? There's Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's Todd Boyles, head coach of the Tampa Buccaneers. And there's D'Amico Ryan, head coach of the Houston Texans, who was just recently hired. This is a little, this episode I've been sitting on for several months and now I feel it's the time to discuss it the black the state of the black head coach the NFL is a mystery and why this continues to be an ongoing issue with the Rooney rule I will be talking about the mental and emotional barriers that come with a black coach not being able to get a head coaching job. I'll be giving you a a simulation or a presentation of how an interview may go with the black coaches compared to the white coaching candidates. So please hear me out. And as always, viewer discretion is advised. If you are unfamiliar with the Rooney Rule, the Rooney Rule is an NFL policy that requires league teams to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior position uh, football operational jobs. Translation. Each team has to interview one minority an ethnic minority for head coaching position or football operational jobs. 
Some get the positions. Some don't. Why is that? Why is it, excuse me, that black coaches are denied to be head coaches in the National Football League? If you've seen the hiring cycle over the last 20 plus years, not too many black head coaches were hired. Let's peel back the curtains to see where we got to this point of the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule, of course, is named after Dan Rooney, who was the former owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's where the Rooney Rule came in. The rule was created in reaction to the 2002 firings of two prominent black head coaches who had winning seasons. The first one being former Minnesota Vikings head coach, the late great Dennis Green, and Tony Dungy who was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You want to talk about an outrage of black players in the media that were asking one losing season and both these guys get fired. For what? One losing season and they were out of a job. Now, you can say internally that the front office management constructed the rosters pretty well. The Vikings were no slouch in the NFC. Neither was the Buccaneers under the tutelage of those coaches, coaches mentioned. But one losing season cost them their job. Why? And how? Why is that? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Tony Dungy had a winning record in Tampa. Denny Green had one losing season in all the years he had been head coach of the Vikings. Tony Dungy went 9-7. and seven. Dennis Green went 5-11. and 11. Now think about that. They made the playoffs and they won an average of about 11 games. One losing season cost them their job. I can't make this up. You can go back and look at the facts. Because tonight, this is a subject in this episode that pisses me off to no end. Excuse my language. When a a head coach, especially of a black man, has one losing season and he loses his job. As we dive deeper into this very heated topic matter, the U.S. civil rights attorneys, Cyrus Mayer and the late Johnny Cochran, released a study showing that black head coaches despite having a higher winning percentage of games, were less likely to be hired 
and more likely to be fired than their white counterparts. Why is that? I need answers. You know why? One losing season. And it's an indictment on everything that they've done that was good prior to that one losing season. And they're more likely to be fired and less likely to be hired. It doesn't make sense. When black coaches have worked their asses off and worked their way up to get a head coaching job, being in player player development, they've done, they've been uh, assistants, they've been, they've done all the BS positions in an organization to finally get that head coaching position. One losing season. And they get fired. And then they're damaged goods in the eyes of the a majority of older white GM. One losing season. Oh, he 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 can't he can't get us where we want to go. Really? That's what you call the good old boys club. The good old boys club is that inner circle of older white GMs and owners you know they wine and dine together you know smoke their cigars drink their alcohol eat their eat their appetizers but i'm sure when a black candidate becomes available he's bypassed there's probably somewhere along the lines of they send out emails through communication like don't don't interview him he had one losing season Despite having an average of 11 to 12 wins, he has one bad season of mediocre mediocrity and he's damaged goods. Do you realize how bad that makes the NFL look? Do you realize how bad that makes these white GMs look? They find loopholes in the Rooney rule to avoid hiring a prominent black candidate. And the reason why I say that, it's been proven fact. And here's another reason. And I heard the great Tony Dungy say this. Most of these, excuse me, white GMs and front office managements know hardly anybody on any coaching staff that is black or African-American minority. They don't care to search to see who's a hot candidate. Yeah, they may do their diligence to call around, but at the same time, they already know they're not going to try to hire them. When Mike Tomlin Head coach, the longest tenure black head coach in the National Football League was winning Super Bowls. He's got one to his credibility in 2008. No teams were calling about his minority assistance for head coaching jobs. 
Mike Tomlin, all the bullshit that he's been through with roster turnover, the shenanigans of Le'Veon Bell and A.B., he is yet to have a losing season in National Football League. In his tenure, the man has won 62% of his games. I understand the last few years have been kind of mediocre for the Steelers, but hell, they've he's had a winning record. If Mike Tomlin had been anywhere else in the National Football League, he would have been fired. One thing I give the Pittsburgh Steelers credit for, they've had three head coaches in the existence of their franchise. Three. How many franchises can say that and have success and stability? When we look at the landscape of the NFL, a vast majority of the players are black. How many black head coaches do you see on the sidelines? Mike Tomlin, Todd Boyles, D'Amico Ryans, who's in his going to be in his first year as head coach of the Houston Texans. Those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. And Ron Rivera, a minority who's the head coach of the Washington Commanders. When it's time to go through the hiring cycle, this rule was heavily pressed by the NFL players when it first came into existence. They saw what happened to Mike, to Dennis Green, and Tony Dungy. It pissed them off. I remember playing his day, the outrage that players like one losing season, a black coach gets fired. A white coach can have several losing seasons and still keep his job. Regardless of the record, at the time on a 16-game regular season schedule, they go 6-10, 7-9, 8-8, get to keep their job. Black head coach has that, he's fired. Why? Why is that? Why does this keep happening to black coaches and not other coaches? Why? purpose of the Rooney Rule was to ensure that minority coaches got an opportunity to be a head coach. As we've seen over the last 20 plus years, the Rooney Rule has failed black coaches. I can't make this up, football fans. I can't make it up. I'm going to give you a presentation of what an interview may consist of. We have two candidates. I want you to figure out which one is which. You get a drink of water because I'm going to need it for this one because I may unleash and I don't give two flips. All right. Here we go. Candidate number one, 
bright young assistant. Knows his stuff. He's the offensive coordinator. GM. Have you called plays with this title? Well, I hold the title as an offensive coordinator, but the head coach calls the plays. Uh, minus on that box. What is your overall experience being around players or personnel? You, you're, you're pretty good with that. We see on your resume that you are a great character builder, a culture builder, and you get along with everybody. Yes, I, I carry myself in a professional manner that is conducive and for a working environment for everybody. Okay, check. Now, we're looking at your we're looking at your resume, and we've been in contact with some of you know former players, and they speak very highly of you. Do you like to use analytics? Not necessarily, because I believe football is based on X's and O's. You can either coach or you can't. It's common sense, it's not rocket science. Uh, we're going to put a minus on that one. Now, do you believe in holding players accountable for their actions? And do you believe in getting the most out of these players to produce maximum level on the field? Yes, sir, I do. Okay, we got to check on that. Now, final question. Do you like to drink beer and nachos? Well, I'm not an alcoholic, and I don't drink a whole lot, and nachos aren't really my thing. I believe in a business working relationship. You're my boss, and I have to answer to you regardless of what's going on on or off the field with my players. I would rather keep it professional and business-related and leave it at that. And question mark. Alrighty, we're going to be in touch with you. Candidate number two. Candidate number two, they roll out the red carpet. They fix appetizers. They break out the marching band. They blow up balloons. They get a tour of the facility. Interview process. Do you like analytics? Of course, I, I believe that I analytics help win football games. It can help you in uh, goal line situations. It can help you do this, this, and this. Check. We see that you have your offensive coordinator. Did you call the plays? Well, I didn't necessarily call the plays, but I was in on the game plan, and I was pretty much the right-hand man and a set of eyes to the head coach. Oh, check. Do you believe in building a culture of winning and holding players accountable and getting the maximum effort out of them on a week-to-week basis through practice and preparation and film study? Oh, of course I do. I, I live for that. That's that's what makes my job more exciting. Check. Do you like to eat nachos and beer on Friday nights and Saturday nights before games? Well, yeah, I wouldn't mind cracking a few beers and eating some nachos. <laughs> 
I mean, who wouldn't like a good, you know, cold can of beer or cold bottle on a Friday night? Oh, we really like this guy. Let's let's check. Now, final question. Can you take us to where we want to go as far as winning a Super Bowl? I assure you, we will have the number one offense in the National Football League because I like to run up the scoreboard. That's what I like to do. Check. We'll be in touch with you. We'll we'll be in touch with you for sure. Candidate number one. They don't even bother to call. He has to find out via social media or National Sports Network or maybe an email. Candidate number two. It's breaking news. Such and such a team has hired your new head coach. One of the hottest head coaches on the hiring cycle right now. Can you guess which one was which? Candidate number one was a black was a black coach. He didn't get the same welcome as candidate number two who got the job. You see what I'm saying? You see how it may go down? There's loopholes. There's loopholes in all of this. Because on a When a black coach goes into an interview, there's a 50-50 probability he may or may not get the job. And some of them don't even get to see the facility, for what it's worth. They don't get to see the facility. They got to sit through Zoom or something like that. While the white candidate gets the red carpet treatment, gets a tour of the facility, and then within the next day or two, he's getting a phone call saying, we're going to hire you. While the black candidate who did not get the job hears, we thank you for coming in, but we're going with another candidate. How do you think that makes that man feel? That black hag, that black coach who has fought tooth and nail to be a head coach in the National Football League and he's denied. How does that affect his mental and psychological health. He's been an assistant. He's been an offensive coordinator. But he didn't call the plays. He just held the title. He held with the game plan. Players spoke very highly of him. But he didn't get the job because he didn't call the plays. He kept it 100 with the GM. X's and O's win football games. Analytics. Is not his thing. He may be an old school kind of coach who still believes in in accountability and stern maturity in his players. Whereas a white candidate who's still wet behind the ears, he got the job because he said all the right things. Well, what are you waiting for? Let's just go ahead and hire him. Why interview anybody else? Why? We got our guy. He's right here. While that black coach has to face reality that he may never get an opportunity to be a head coach. Some black coaches probably go through mental health issues. They ask themselves, what more can they do to improve their resume? What more 
can the NFL do to make the Rooney Rule and re and re and enforce it? And here's another thing that pisses me off. When the coaching cycle becomes available and teams looking for new head coaches, who are the two coaches that they interview just to check the box? You guessed it. Jim Caldwell, former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, who too got fired from the Detroit Lions with a winning record of 9-7. and seven. And they hired Matt Patricia, who was 100 times worse. And Marvin Lewis, who was the head coach of Cincinnati Bengals for over a decade. But his biggest flaw was he didn't have any playoff wins. Good teams just couldn't get it done in the postseason. Those are the two coaches that these teams call and want to interview just to check the box. And Jim Caldwell come out and said, hey, don't bother calling me if you ain't going to hire me. I ain't got time for all that. I can't say I blame him. It's just the reality of being a black coach in the National Football League and not being able to be in the head coaching position. Andy Reid, as great as the offensive minds we have in football, his three coaches who were offensive assistants and quarterback coaches. Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator, but he didn't call the plays. Doug Peterson, offensive coordinator, didn't call plays. Matt Nagy got hired by Chicago in 2018. Doug Peterson went to Philadelphia in 2017 and won a Super Bowl in his second season. Eric Bieniemy should have been a head coach after the Chiefs' first Super Bowl in 2019. Should have been. He stayed to improve his resume. I don't blame him. But the effed up part of it is when he was interviewing for head coaching positions, there were stories floating around. He did interview the right way. He couldn't answer certain questions. Oh! That's why you wouldn't hire him because he didn't interview well. What were the questions he couldn't comprehend? That we didn't know. It's still a mystery. You've heard the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, most of Kansas City players spoke very highly of Eric Bieniemy, and he still couldn't get a job as a head coach. In this last coaching cycle, Eric Bieniemy got left out. A man who is on a Super Bowl coaching staff, having one of the most generational quarterbacks we've ever seen at Patrick Mahomes. A brilliant mind in Andy Reid. And he doesn't get a head coaching job. Why the hell not? Arizona had the worst coaching hire in the whole cycle. 
you have a quarterback and Kyler Murray who has some immaturity issues and leadership issues. Eric Bieniemy would have been the perfect hire to turn Kyler Murray around. But no, what the hell do they do? They hired the Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Eric Bieniemy, in order to prove he belongs in a head coaching position, took the offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach for the Washington Commanders. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rooney rule makes zero sense. After, excuse me, after quietly doing observation over the last several years, what more can we do to improve it? What more needs to be done? The commissioner has went as far as giving teams extra compensatory picks if they hired minorities to their staff. Apparently, they don't want that. They don't. Because the excuse has always been, well, they don't interview, right? I don't know nothing about them. Well, you try. Let me say this again. You don't want to know anything about them. And it's a doggone shame. We'll never have the next Mike Tomlin until these teams start to give us a chance to get in these interviews and meeting rooms to be head coaches. We won't have another Mike Tomlin. The Rooney rule is flawed. This we know. What can NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell do to change it? There's not much he can do. Because at the end of the day, these GMs don't have to hire black coaches to be head coaches. You can put, it takes all of us to end racism. Black lives matter. You can put all that in the end zone, roll helmets and t-shirts, whatever the case may be. But if these teams and organizations are not doing right by the Rooney rule, all that makes zero sense. Doesn't mean anything. It's just show and tell a dog and pony show. And as a young black man, it irks me. As much as I love football, I love the NFL, I love contact, I love seeing big plays and all that stuff. But when I see sidelines that have coaches who don't look like me, it's been a cause for concern for years. And I feel for these black coaches. I really do. The mental and psychological barriers that they go through. Asking themselves, why am I not getting these jobs? What more do I have to do? Is it because I'm my age? Is because I'm not hip to analytics. What is it that I need to work on? You can spend all that time improving yourself and evolving. But at the end of the day, these GMs, particularly older white GMs, are not going to hire them. That's the reality that we live in. And it's sad. 
as we see in the NBA, they don't have that problem. They do not have that problem at all. But it's it's gotten to a point where everybody is is just I don't know. I really don't know NFL fans. What more can we do to approve this rule? What more has to be done to get more black coaches in head coaching positions? I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the resolutions. But it comes down to these older white GM doing the research, calling, having more open communication with potential candidates and the coaching staffs that they were on. We need to make a change. And hopefully in the next few years, that'll happen. Oh, man, I'm sweating a little bit, as you can see on my forehead i'm sweating from all that my little rant but uh that's all the time i that's all the time i have for tonight's show please continue to support the grid that's gryb you can follow us on youtube you make sure you subscribe into the podcast audience you can find us on apple Podcasts, google podcasts spotify iHeartRadio. Hey. We really do. We really do. I don't know what's, how much more we can change it. But to all my black coaches out there, keep striving. Keep trying to change the narrative that you could coach just as well as a white coach. Because you matter as well. Just because you have one losing season. Shouldn't keep you from getting a head coaching job. That's that's facts. Be sure to catch me on the next episode. You can follow me on my social media platforms. That's running at the bottom of your screen. And for the podcast audience. You can follow me on Instagram. At chaotic underscore sports underscore podcast. You can follow me on TikTok at chaotic underscore sports underscore pod and on Twitter at chaotic P. That is all the time I have for tonight's show. I'm going to call it a day. So continue to take care of your mental health. Continue to take care of your emotional health as well. Continue to stay safe and hydrated and drink your water. As always... If nobody told you that they love you, I love you. And keep hope alive. Continue to use your platform for change. Do all you can. Take care of yourself. Have a blessed evening. I will see you all on the next go around. I love y'all. I bless. And peace out.
Vengan todos a la venta para amigos y familiares de JCPenney hasta el domingo. Usa el cupón de 30% extra en la tienda y llena tu carrito con estilo y ahorros. Y obtén hasta 60% de descuento en joyería fina y de moda. Además, ahorra hasta 40% en ropa elegante para toda la familia. Compren juntos y luzcan de lo mejor este otoño. JCPenney, vale la pena. Selección de estilos, aplican exclusiones. Cupón y oferta de ropa válidos hasta el 8 de octubre. Oferta de joyería válida hasta el 22 de octubre. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com.